Hi there. Thank you for checking out the TMD podcast with Scotty and Tony. The Trending Moments Digest is about stories that have been trending this week. You can get the show notes and subscribe in that if you go to scottyandtony.com or wherever you get podcasts. Pod, the podcast universe, the podcast-averse. So when you think about sliced foods, you probably have a top five something like this. Sliced bread, sliced cheese, nice slice of cake, slice of pie, a slice of pizza. But there is a whole world of sliced foods that I became aware of this week when it got trending in the news about sliced mayonnaise. Sliced food scientists have made sliced mayonnaise. The best thing since sliced ketchup. See, that's... That's a bad joke, but there really is sliced ketchup. This is another one of the sliced foods. So if you don't have a chance to click our blog and see the photo, uh, sliced mayonnaise looks a bit like sliced cheese. Kind of comes in that presentation. And right now they're flavoring. I think they have plans to have like different flavors of mayonnaise, sliced mayonnaise. Right now it's flavored like fish. It's a Japanese company doing it. I don't know the, the fish flavor mayonnaise, but uh, I do like the convenience of a, a nice slice of... Get up in the middle of the night and just have a nice slice of mayonnaise. <laughs> so I was wondering what other foods should be sliceable now. Because food scientists have made sliceable mayonnaise. If they can do that, first of all, Nobel Prize. Secondly, what's next? Now I'm excited. Now you have me excited, science. Once you've made sliceable mayonnaise. So, thank you for your notes. The general consensus is probably it has to be Nutella. Sliceable Nutella is next. If you can get sliceable Nutella going, you won't have that uh, conundrum anymore where you're almost the bottom of the Nutella and uh, you've got your knife and you're like, what? I can't comes a very, very intricate operation to get the last of the Nutella out. You don't want to throw out that jar of uh, Nutella when there's still some Nutella at the bottom. Just because it's hard to get out, it's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. So now, sliced Nutella should be a thing. I mean, I'm not saying stop trying to cure coronavirus. I'm just saying cure coronavirus first, science, and then slice Nutella. This week, an author was making the rounds. I think, too, uh, posted in the Wall Street Journal, one of those. I think they have a paywall. But we linked back to the information. How to Make Work Great Again, the author of the book, The Joy of Working. The Joy of Work. Work Joy. Joy, 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 work. I can't remember the name. But anyway, it's all on our blog. With a number of different ways to make work great again, because researchers say we hate work. Work is stupid. Stupid work is stupid. And if you like your work, you are in the happy minority. So one of the things to make work, you tell me. You tell me if this is a good idea. One of the ideas to make work great, make work great again, um, instead of having regular meetings, have walking meetings where you walk around and have the meeting. It's supposed to make you more creative. It would make me more sweaty. And then the, the ideas, when we're brainstorming ideas in the walking meeting, all my ideas are going to be about stopping walking. 
I, the the list is on our blog. You tell me. Walking meetings? I say no. So the fellow in the news this past week, How to Make Work Great Again. His book is The Joy of Work. We blogged about it. Then we went ahead. How hard can it be to write a book, we thought? No, not a good book. Just just any, any old book. Words on the paper. So Scotty and Tony Consulting, we've published. It's really more of a novella. Top 10 ways to make office life suck less. Example, once a month, you do a draw. Someone gets to slash the boss's tires. That's going to do so much for morale. Yeah. On Tuesdays, everybody gets a butler. If you can pull that off at your workplace, people are going to love Tuesdays. All you can eat ice cream for the first person to arrive at the office every day. They'll be lined up. Nobody will be late for work. And the one I really like, if you work at a place where there's frustration and it's hard to get along with everybody, second floor punching wall. You go, you have a a frustrating meeting, you go upstairs to the second floor and you just punch the wall. These are some great, these are some quality ideas from Scotty and Tony Consulting, available for hire now. There is a cool mystery in the news. We put it on our blog. The nine-year-old girl in Illinois who has been losing sleep for years because her bedroom wall keeps broadcasting the local AM radio station. For years, it's been broadcasting the radio. And everything you would think of, like they sent over an engineer... The engineer doesn't know from the radio station. Engineer doesn't know what's going on or how to fix it. They opened up the wall, looked all inside, had an electrician or uh, they like checked out the grounding uh, of the electrical and all of that. So everything you would think of like, oh, there's got to be an iron pipe behind the drywall or they don't know. And it's been going on for years. It's a Christian station, too. So sometimes those preachers on the Christian station, you know, that would be if you're a nine year old girl. And that's broadcasting in the middle of the night. That could be, I mean, it's supposed to be the good news, but sometimes those preachers are, uh, you know, they get fired up. Can be spooky. I would sell tickets. I don't know what they're, how, if you want to read more, uh, we did, we blogged this story, but I think you move out of that room and you just sell tickets. I think people would probably pay for that haunted bedroom wall experience, maybe. So this got trending earlier in the week. I'll do the soundbite. This is Oprah giving a talk. Oprah fell. Wrong shoes. It's nice to be talking about balance and fall. (laughs) Nice to be talking about balance and fall. So she made a joke, made light of it. She was talking about wellness and having the importance of having balance in your life. And then she lost her balance. And uh, it went, you know, you can imagine an embarrassing video of a billionaire that went all over the internet. Uh, We blogged it if you want to check it out. The thing about it is, at first people were like, well, should we listen to somebody who's talking about having balance when they can't maintain their own balance? But Oprah is, I think, a kajillionaire. I'm not sure the exact total. A kajillionaire? Oprah could have done, like... It's different than if you or I take a tumble and we're embarrassed and everybody's laughing. 
uh, Oprah has enough money she could have bought everybody in the audience. I'm just going to buy your cell phone and I'm also going to buy your Instagram accounts so no one will ever see this video. Oprah, I mean, the, the people, other billionaires have handled embarrassing situations worse. I'll just put it that way. But she kind of... Uh, made a joke of it and stuff so it ended up uh turned right around and people were like you go oprah anyway we we blog it it is it turns into an inspiring story it goes from an embarrassing situation to a, a bit of a hey how to how to handle it when embarrassment happens if you want to find out more about balance and oprah click the scotty and tony page Tonight, clocks spring ahead an hour. Before you go to bed, put your clock ahead an hour. Change the battery in your smoke detector for a fresh one. I went to do that, and uh, we we moved. In our new house, I didn't realize that our house has uh, hard-wired smoke detectors. So that was a quality three hours of me trying to figure out where the battery went. Three hours I'll never get back. And now I'm going to lose an hour of sleep on top of that. Oh, gee. All right, I got an idea. It's time change weekend, right? You lose an hour of sleep. Your clock springs ahead one hour tonight before you go to bed. You lose an hour of sleep. We're all losing an hour of sleep. The research says time change weekend is terrible. This weekend, there will be more heart attacks than usual, traffic accidents. How How about, how about saving energy? At least it saves energy, right? I guess not. I guess the research says it doesn't even save energy. It is just a dumb thing to do according to the, the science of it for Time Change Weekend. Listen, if you want to change my view, by all means, click the Scotty and Tony blog. Hit me with some facts because I need something to hang on to here. I am I'm getting fired up about Time Change Weekend that uh, tonight I will lose an hour of sleep. I enjoy my hour of sleep. What about if... See, this is the thing. They get you, right? You, we can't... We can't protest against the time change. We will be late for everything or way too early for everything, depending on the time of year. We can't, we can't not do it. They've got us. I think it's some sort of conspiracy by the what? Who, who benefits from this? The clock, the clock makers? It's, it's big time. It's the big time conglomerates that are benefiting from this. I don't know, but they, we cannot. I can't just say I'm not doing it. You can't say you're uh, not going to spring your clock ahead an hour. Maybe it's, you, all you have is 15 minutes. All I can spare is 15 minutes. This year, I'm just putting my clock ahead 15 minutes. That's all the sleep I can lose. They've got us. You can't do that. They've got us. We're all in this together. Please remember to uh, change the battery in your smoke detector. It's a, a good time of year to remember to do that. Fresh batteries. Time change weekend uh, statistics. We blogged them on the Scotty and Tony page. Thank you for your notes about the time change. We don't want to just complain about the time change. Uh, we lose an hour of sleep tonight. The uh, clocks spring ahead one hour tonight. So... I appreciate your notes about how to solve the problems of the time change weekend, like crankiness. Uh, that one was just, nobody will notice, Scott. Dear Scott, are you more cranky than usual? We didn't notice. Because you're always cranky. All right, fair. Um, 
Oh, and someone, someone uh, sent me a, a photo of the those glasses that have eyes painted on them. So it looks like you're always super alert. So if you're tired on Monday morning, you roll into work wearing those glasses. No one even knows if you're asleep or awake. The one that scares me is the increased risk of heart attack. The time change weekend, statistically, there are more heart attacks. That's not good. Someone suggested handcuffing yourself to a cardiologist. I, that seems very, very practical. That seems to make a lot of sense to me as, as someone who may need a cardiologist someday. Uh, and now I just gotta find <laughs> just gotta find the handcuffs. So it's too late to do this like for Lent. Lent already has begun, but if you observe Lent, maybe this would inspire you to want to make yourself a better person by putting yourself through something. And the fellow in Ohio, he's looking to break the record for Lent. He is giving up solid food and only drinking beer. He does work for a brewery, so there's that, and he's trying to break the record. So, I mean, even if you're like, I don't do Lent, that Lent is not my thing, Scott. Um, he's going longer than Lent. He's going for 50 days. If he can do 50 days, that's a record for uh, drinking only beer and not having any solid food. It doesn't sound healthy, but in some ways, it is, it is inspiring. They say he lost, he tried last year during Lent to only drink beer and lost 44 pounds over the course of Lent. Oh my gosh. Well, if his brewery doesn't come out with some sort of beer diet uh, program, my goodness. I'll, I'll blog this whole story if you want to read the, the fella who is only drinking beer for Lent. We talk about the Guinness Book of World Records a lot on this program because I have a theory about the Guinness Book of World Records. I think it saved me out of a jam a couple of times. If you're like, I am a socially awkward uh, fellow and I can't make small talk at all. I just look at my shoes. If you're ever in that situation yourself, one of the things you can do is remember a world record. That is a wonderful conversation starter. You memorize a couple of Guinness Book of World Records if you can, if you're in a, like a weird situation, trying to make small talk, maybe you're meeting maybe a special someone finally brought you home to meet their parents, and it's awkward. And then you're like, "Hey, you, do you know what the fastest land animal is?" Uh, or, "Did you ever see that guy with the long toenail?" That'll help you out of a jam. The Guinness Book of World Records can be a wonderful conversation starter. They just uh, revealed what the cover is going to be this year, so that's why it's in the news. Um, I'll blog the what the cover looks like. It's pretty fantastic. I have a theory on the Guinness Book of World Records cover. It's not exactly earth-shattering, but here it is. If they mess up the cover, nobody buys the book. Like the guy with the longest toenail. That's gross. They, I bet somebody was like, let's put that toenail guy on the cover and, and then nobody would buy that. Nobody's going to get that as a gift for their in-laws. That's not going to be, hey, this is for, I got, got Junior something for the bris. It's, uh, it's this book with 
the gross toenail on it. Nobody's going to do that. So there's a lot of pressure on the Guinness Book of World Records to get the cover right. Here's Scotty and Tony. By the way, Tony's off on March break, so I will make sure he gets this note. Thanks for sending it. You guys talk about the world records so much. The Guinness Book of World Records people should send you a free copy. I agree. With all of that, the new Guinness Book of World Records cover. The Here's a soundbite. We found, we'll post this on the blog. This is the guy who drew the cover. The cover this year looks like a weird, if you don't have a chance to see our blog, it looks like a Where's Waldo, except instead of Waldo, it's all different representations of world records, like the largest rocking chair, and a giant pumpkin, Ooh, a giant whoopee cushion. This is the illustrator talking about some of his favorite records to draw. I think some of the favorite bits I've been working on so far have been the race. You've got uh, Frost SSC, which is the current fastest land speed record car, largest monster truck, and the fastest sofa. So those sort of characters and details are really quite fun to draw. So the fastest couch in the world he's talking about? I had to look it up. The fastest couch in the world went over 160 kilometers an hour. More than highway speed on a sofa. At first, I'm like, that's too fast for a sofa. You're going to spill the popcorn. But it, it might be a pleasant way to travel if you can get there fast and you're lying down on the sofa. If I can lie down on the sofa tonight and it gets me to work on Monday, you know what? I've changed my own view on this. Fast-moving sofas. I support them. Pew, pew, pew. Laser transition noises means that's the end of today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Get the show notes at scottyandtony.com.